from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And it is an honor and a privilege to speak with all of the wonderful people that I get to speak with. Over a 1,000 people have been on this broadcast. Every single one of them matters to me, and that is from the heart and one of those people that mattered to me the moment that he came on, we finally got to speak with each other for the first time, is former Syracuse wide receiver and NFL wide receiver Rob Carpenter. And it is my absolute privilege to welcome him back to the broadcast, back on the show. And so without further ado, let's have him here on the live line of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Rob, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, Dan, man. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. And and we were talking a little bit off the air. We got to shout it out a little bit. You do something interesting for Thanksgiving. You you mix it up a little bit and you, you use the turkey fryer. So let people know about this situation and, and what you think about using the turkey fryer. Because I have one, but I haven't used it yet. So I want you to tell your story here. Well, it was probably about five years ago. A friend of mine actually invited me over and uh, that was my first time trying fried turkey and i thought it was actually pretty good because um, i'm not on a turkey i'm not usually a guy who eats a lot of breast meat because it's usually uh dry to me um but his uh, his his fried turkey was really moist all throughout every every portion so just a couple of years ago i decided all right you know what i'll i'll, I'll try to fry one for my for myself for the first time and it actually turned out pretty pretty good so ever since then i've actually been frying a turkey every thanksgiving uh and christmas uh and um every Every time I tried, I tried it, tried different marinade, I tried different different seasoning on it, and last year was a really good one. Um, but for some reason, I can't find the uh, the recipe, so I decided to try a different one this year, and it actually turned out better than last year. So, um, you know, since you haven't tried it, like we were talking off the air, and I'm, I'm telling you, you should, you should try it yourself because uh, it actually turns out really moist if you do it correctly. Um, just don't burn your house down, like uh, <laughs> like a lot of people have done. <laughs> well, and that, and that's the thing too is like, well, so what is the you know, it's like if you do it right, it turns out great, but you could burn your house down. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of like how life is sometimes is that, you know, those those awesome, most amazing things that you can accomplish come from putting yourself at extreme risk. So bring me into the the dangers of, of frying a turkey and but also the, the, the benefits if you're able to keep your house in the process. Well, I know the, the the people in the videos that I've seen about people actually burning the house down are using those outside uh, deep fryers with the propane, and then they actually try to put either a frozen or wet turkey into some in, into a batch of oil, and that's always a no no. <laughs> we know water and oil doesn't mix when it's hot, so um, the, the the best thing is actually uh, I'm kind of kind of lucky because I actually have a. Uh, a, a indoor deep fryer and it's actually made for turkeys it's, it's by butterball so um you know thing is just to, if you if you're gonna marinate your turkeys make sure it's totally thought out one that's frozen uh, if you have one that's frozen make sure it's totally thought out and uh it's it's, it's not too wet when you're actually going to put it in into the oil and most uh most people tell you use peanut oil um that 
has a little more flavor to it than regular uh, canola or vegetable oil. So that's actually what I use, and it actually turns out great. So you had yourself a good Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for this year, Rob, speaking with Rob Carpenter? Uh, thankful for a lot of things, man. I'm actually thankful for the fact that my family was around for, for Thanksgiving. Um, one of the good things I'm actually thankful for is the fact that Syracuse has come back. <laughs> I actually had said it to myself, you know, Syracuse come back football-wise, which actually was a great thing because uh, uh, it actually brought a lot of guys that I actually had spoke to uh, for a while. Uh, back around and uh, we started talking again. So I'm so I'm thankful for that. So you're thankful for Syracuse coming back. You're thankful for Syracuse having some success. You said it brought some guys around and got talking with them again. Uh, bring me into that situation. Are are they, you know, just part of the brotherhood of Syracuse football? Are they, you know, former teammates? How did it all come back? It's it's both. Uh, that's what it is. Um, and a few of us actually started talking again this year about. Uh, some of the older guys uh, uh, that we played with or guys that were a little before us um, and how, um, you know, the program was back when, <clears throat> when we were at Syracuse and, and years after, and then the change happened and it seems like guys kind of uh, shied away from, from being up at Syracuse. Um, when the AD changed and the coaches changed after Pasquale left. Um, and it also just kind of seemed like uh you know, the program actually kind of shied away from us a bit, um, not bringing us back around or, or not acknowledging the fact of uh, that we were, you know, part of a, a part of a program that actually started to build Syracuse up uh, back in the late 80s, uh, early 90s. So, you know, we, a bunch of guys actually we just got together, started talking about some of that, man, and, and some of the concerns we had over some, some former players uh, health-wise, and we just have talked about, you know, make sure we stay in touch with guys. Um, one of the things that kind of uh, got to me was uh, Chris Getty's uh, death. Um, and it, that brought guys uh, together uh, in an unfortunate situation, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's keeping us in touch now. So um, we just got to kind of got to look out for each other, you know, as we get older um, <clears throat> for guys, uh, you know, in their mental health and as, as well as physical health. Speaking here with Rob Carpenter, former Syracuse and NFL wide receiver. Rob, when when you, you know, like you said with Chris Gadney, that really got to you and, and just kind of made you stop, so to speak. What, what has it done to the, you know, in your opinion, what has it done to the brotherhood of, of you know, former Syracuse players? Has, has Chris Gadney passing on brought people back together? Has, has it reestablished bonds and care and concern because you know there's always that notion of hey we should hang out more hey we should talk more hey we should be around each other more and then you know all these you know these these weeks and these months and these years go by and you're kind of scratching your head saying you know why haven't I seen this guy or why haven't I called her up or whatever it may be it has has the death of Chris Gedney essentially found a positive in bringing people back together in the Syracuse community in your opinion Uh, I think it has um one of the things I've, I've told the guys uh, that I speak to um, now <clears throat> is that I was with Chris uh, at, a, at a function here in, in New York City uh, for the high school athletes. And I hadn't seen Chris in a while. We've spoken, but I hadn't seen him in a while. Um, and as we were talking, it, it just seems like uh, when, I, when I reminisce about the conversation that we had for the whole night, because basically... Uh, Throughout the whole 
uh, throughout the whole banquet. Me and Chris actually just talked, man, just about about pretty much everything in life. And I think it was a wake up call for me because I think he was reaching out a little bit um, for for a little bit of help. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why it kind of hit me so hard because I kind of didn't notice it at the time. It was just, you know, after the fact. And one of the things I said to, oh, I say to the guys is that um, we actually kind of have to be aware now of um, when guys are actually reaching out for help. So, uh, you know, when I see things or, or guys actually saying stuff that might be a little off uh, at times, kind of just check on them. And, you know, a few of us have kind of made it a pact to make sure that we stay in touch. And we have, um, no matter what's going on, you know, even if it's just a random two-minute phone call. Hey, how you doing? You all right? Everything good? Okay, cool. Um, just little things like that, you know, can brighten up somebody's day, uh, make a person feel a little better. Um, so, um, it, again, unfortunately, uh, it took the death of Chris for, for us to kind of realize, you know, we're not all superhuman beings like we like we at one time thought we were because when you're a high profile athlete or something like that most of us think we're invincible um, when we're young uh, we just say things are not going to happen to us and when things do happen around you uh, it kind of becomes a wake-up call and i think that uh that happened to a lot of us at, at the time of uh, chris's death and when you said uh, speaking here with rob carpenter of syracuse history when you said you got to sit down with Chris Gedney and, and you kind of felt like it was a, a cry for help, so to speak, or and you know, kind of, you know, reaching out to somebody, I've had moments like that with one of my teachers, and uh, he actually ended up passing away by his own doing. And I go, I went back to these conversations we were having. I went back to these moments. I went back to, oh, he wasn't joking about that. Oh, this, you know, might have been a cry for help. It sounds like you did that as well. What did, what did Chris leave you with, you know, because you had so much time to talk with him right before everything happened? What did, what did that uh, leave you with and, and kind of maybe some lasting words or, or lasting moments from him? Because I, unfortunately, uh, you know, had to ha- live in that world as well with uh, Jay Hammerin, one of my, one of my closest friends and uh, 70% of the reason why I chose the university that I chose uh, ended up not being here anymore when I was uh, a senior in college so or I'm sorry it was before I was a senior it was a couple years before it was when I was a sophomore in college my apologies but um what can you say about your experience with Chris and and you know just to go back to maybe those memories and and those moments because after everything happens you kind of do that oh okay so maybe this is what that meant you know and I've and I've unfortunately been there done that right um it's it's basically what you just said um I kind of, you know, went back over the conversation that we had, you know, throughout the whole night. And um, the one thing that actually really, really sticks with me is the fact that he he mentioned to me probably throughout the night at least 10 times saying we got to stay in touch. We got to stay in touch. And that resonates with me now. Um, So when I hear guys say, yeah, you know, let's stay in touch, it kind of rings a bell. Um, every time I hear it now. So um, that's something that I, I, I kind of say to myself, I must do. Um, like I said, even if it's just a, a two-minute phone call, um, that might be the one thing that, you know, keeps somebody alive today. Uh, and unfortunately, too many of us, and, and not only at Syracuse, too many of my former NFL teammates, uh, guys that I that I know, guys that I played with, um, played against, um, you know, the toll has been taken 
from uh, from football on, on, on guys. And, you know, you just got to kind of be aware of some of the signs that are out there when guys are actually trying to reach out for help, whether um, it's, it's a situation that they're in uh, with their with their family, you know, it could be a situation that they're in with their wife or their girlfriend, uh, it could be a financial situation, it could be anything. Um, and when a guy's actually just saying, uh, you know, stay in touch with me, that could be the thing just to, you know, keep somebody, keep somebody healthy from from here on and I, when i hear that now like i said when i hear that it just it resonates with me and actually uh you know makes my antennas go up and and having that you know having that connection can you appreciate even more so now that that you had that moment with him because you never know what moment's going to be your last moment and you know people there's that notion all the time of don't live your life pessimistically don't live your life negatively don't live your life you know constantly being upset about uh, about things because you never know when you're going to take your last breath and you know a, a moment like that that you had with Chris you know if you didn't appreciate that moment or take that time you know there wasn't going to be a round two and and I, and I feel like everybody feels that and we all have that moment where we say oh my god you know this you know this this last time that I spoke with them is the last time that you know I'm going to speak with them until you know God willing I make it up to heaven, so to speak. So, I mean, just, just what that moment did for you, knowing that, you know, we are in a place where that happens, where, you know, we, we have that, you know, you, you never know when the last time is going to be, but if you don't appreciate the moments that you have, you don't always get them a second time. That's correct. Um, so for quite a long time now, uh, in my life, I try to, uh, remove all the negative stuff around me. Um, because that's a that's a drag, uh, you know. Um, not everybody has, uh, you know, the greatest things going on around them, um, and any little piece of negative uh, news or something to, to to that effect could drag somebody down into that to that rabbit hole that that, that you don't want to put them in. And so, um, you know, even with the the basically the last time I, that I saw Chris, most of the night everything was lighthearted. We just we. I had a good time for the for the whole night. I'm kind of thankful for that as well, for the fact that you know, uh, for my last time that I saw him, um, it wasn't the last time we spoke, but the fact that the last time I saw him, you know, we had a we had a great conversation for the whole night. Everything was lighthearted. Uh, we just reminisced about all the good times that we had uh, at a time at Syracuse, the time we uh, we were in the NFL, <clears throat> the the times that we saw each other in passing uh, during games at that you know, at that time, um, and things that have gone on in our life from, from that point on. So it was actually a really good thing that, that, that happened, um, because that's the best part of, uh, at, you know, after the tragedy, I can always take that with me knowing that we, we had a good time the last time I saw. And, and that's, you know, that's the thing is that, you know, like you, you, like you said, you had a good time the last time that you saw him and you got to appreciate that and, and spend that time together for you, you know, when you're going through your life and, and this is going to, you know, resonate with me a lot right now. So I'm going to ask you about it. Just what you could say about getting the negativity out of your life, because I am that person that says, hey, if it's your mom, your dad, your brother, sister, your best friend from when you were a kid, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, whoever, if there is bad in your life and it is negative and it's not stopping and and it's bringing you down, it doesn't matter who they are. You got to get away from it. And I've, I've, you know, unfortunately bucked up against the, you know, uh, people out there that say, no, you know, if it's family, if it's friends, you got to keep them around where I don't feel like you should keep somebody around irregardless of who they are, if what they do is so negative. So how would you respond to something like that? I'm the same way. Um, 
you're totally correct and that's how i've been you know uh fortunately for for most of my life i don't get around negative energy um i don't like to be around it it's kind of a drag um i'm a pretty upbeat person 99 percent of the time uh, you know of course we all have to go through um some some downs here and there but try to limit them and if someone is actually around you that's actually um you know doing that on a regular basis you don't really need to be around that person uh the negative energy just brings up more negative energy so um that's not a way that's not a good way to actually live your life um i'm a firm believer in that and you know um when i'm around somebody who feels like they might be a little down i try to bring a little positivity to them so um you know hopefully i've done that to uh, (laughs) enough people um and that's the way i live that's the way i'm going to continue to live uh regardless who it is, whoever it is that's around me you know just i just like to keep the positive vibes around me at all times um, that negative energy just is, is such a drag man and it, it, it kind of wears people out no absolutely and i would agree with you wholeheartedly with that and knowing that you know negative energy brings you down there's positive energy that's bringing people up in syracuse and that is the success of this football team it's dino baber's Four and eight in his first season. Four and eight in his second. Did have a win against top twenty-five Virginia Tech and Clemson right after that in his second season. It was a reigning national championship, national champion, and number two ranked at the time in the country. And then this year, the team goes nine and three, and they lose to Clemson and they lose to Pitt in really close games. And those two teams are playing the ACC championship game. So Dino seems to know how to play against those teams well, then end up playing at the top of the ACC. But this year, they're at the top of the ACC as far as being number two in the Atlantic Division. And if they were in the Coastal, would have led the Coastal Division as well. So overall, record-wise, they are number two out of the top 14, out of the 14 teams in the ACC, if you look at overall record and record inside of the conference. What can you say about what Dino's done in, in year number three? And a team that's picked to finish seventh and kind of regarded as being a five and six win team a year just turned around and had a nine and three season and is obviously going to have a bowl game coming up. I think you could actually see it coming. Um, you know, there were times in, in games over his first couple of years where you saw the team, saw that the team could actually be pretty good if they actually just put it all together um, consistently. And I think that's one of the things that he actually uh, harped on. Uh, over the all season, uh, from 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 the spring on into the season, uh, the consistency needed to be there. And you have seniors on the team, guys who actually have been in those games uh, that you mentioned, uh, the games that they won uh, against uh, Clemson and Virginia Tech. Um, and those guys had to be the ones who actually made sure the the rest of the team came along uh, with the consistency. And it it was all put together this year. Um, uh, you know, I've mentioned on Twitter quite a few times. Uh, you know, before the before the uh, last loss to Notre Dame, that basically the team was one first down away from being <laughs> having one loss and in the top ten. Um, you know, because that that Clemson game, going down to Clemson and playing them like they did, um, only to end up losing. Uh, you know, basically, I think the team just got a little worn out um, uh, in the fourth quarter, and uh, that's how that's how you actually uh, end up losing a, a, a tough game. Um, but certain calls just didn't go their way. And that one first down that they could have gotten in the fourth quarter would have been basically the game. And, you know, they would be Clemson. They'd have been in the top ten. And who knows how they would have fared against Notre Dame after that. Um, I think the the Notre Dame game was just a, a one-off. Um, and, 
you know, just kind of kind of mark that up as, you know what, that, that just wasn't our day. Uh, we weren't in it. Uh, when when Dungey got hurt, it just seems like everything kind of fell apart. So, um, but what Dino Babies has done this year, man, is it's it's miraculous. I, I kind of love the way that he, he is around the team, how he treats the team, um, how the guys actually respond to everything that he says. So it, it's a great thing, and, and, and hopefully, you know, you can keep it up um, moving forward after this year because this year was a great year. Um, it really did a lot of things, I think, for Syracuse football. Absolutely, and I wouldn't deny that by any stretch of the imagination what he's done. Speaking here with Syracuse and NFL wide receiver Rob Carpenter, Rob, I got to ask you about the going off of that, the hashtag pay Dino. Is it time to take care of it? Is there even any question in your mind about this? Just what you could say about, you know, the situation that Syracuse is in right now and if they should lock this man up for the long haul, if there's any question in your mind, if that's even a, if that's even a thought that they shouldn't do something like that. I mean, if they didn't, it would be kind of criminal. Uh, if you think about it, um, from, the program that he took over to where it is right now, um, I really don't think it's a fluke. Uh, like I said, the guys uh, on the team actually respond to him. The, the seniors have stepped up. Uh, you get uh, a lot of guys to perform who are, you know, underclassmen uh, on the team, and that's the sign of a good coach. You know, so when, when the guys are responding to to a coach like that um, after the first two years that he's had, and these guys have been with him, you know, he's actually uh, doing some some good things. So. Yes, of course. I think the team actually, uh, the school should actually uh, lock him up for the long haul and, and, you know, give him a chance to actually really turn the program around, and which I do believe that he's doing and will do. And when we see that, when we see what he's been able to do and what he's been able to accomplish, you know, is seeing him, seeing his speeches, seeing kind of the way that he's handled himself, what type of impression has Dino left on you as a former Syracuse player? It's a really good impression. Um, I know going forward, um, I've talked about this over the past year going forward. Um, the program is turning around. It's starting to get some of the top-notch recruits back to the program. Um, here in the Northeast, uh, I think even though the, the team is in the ACC here in the Northeast, I think uh, some of the top-notch player, top players will actually be looking at Syracuse again. Um that also bodes well for recruiting around the country in the hot spots. Everybody knows if you want some of the best players, you're going to have to go down to Florida. You're going to have to go to California. You're going to have to go to Texas. Um, the good thing is when when I was there and for years after that, uh, we got those recruits. Guys actually want to eat. <laughs> it was a change for them in the weather, but they knew that the program was actually uh, uh, pretty good. And, and guys from Florida, Texas, and California decided to come to Syracuse. I think that's going to happen again now um, when they see what, what – Dino was doing and, and the type of coach that he is and how the players actually react to him and uh, pretty much everything is, is, is positive and on up and up with the, with the team so um, I'm I'm grateful that he's actually there and, and doing the job that he's doing. As you see this team move forward Eric Dungy I want to ask you about him and as a former wide receiver just what you could say about what he does what he creates his ability to run his also you know, his ability to pass, and, you know, the knock was on him that, oh, you know, well, Tommy DeVito can sling the ball down the field, but all you could do is run, and then he responded by turning around and, and run, you know, throwing a, a deep ball to Nikeem Johnson for an 82-yard touchdown against NC State right after Tommy DeVito came in and helped them defeat North Carolina in double overtime. So just what you could say about Dungy as an athlete and if you would give him an opportunity in the NFL. He's tough, man. That's that's the first thing that comes to mind uh, when I think about him. He's a tough, tough kid. And 
through all the adversity that he's had, through all the, like you said, when, when people have knocked his abilities, he's come back and he's performed well. Um, that's a good sign in a, in a guy who's actually playing quarterback. It's not rattled uh, at anything that's in front of him um, and can do the things that people say he can't do. Um, for me, would I give him a chance? I, I would, uh, because you never know how a guy's actually going to turn out on, on the next level and how, how their skill set translates uh, to the next level. But for me, the fact that he actually is, is mentally tough, that bodes well for him on the next level. Um, he's he's basically done it all uh, at Syracuse. So um, <clears throat> it's, it's just one of those... One of those situations where um, he wasn't asked to throw the ball 30 or 40 times a game like you see how uh, uh, college quarterbacks are, are doing it now. Um, he's a runner, um, but he, he can actually throw the ball when he when he needs to. Uh, it's, he's he's going to be a little raw, of course, um, but with some good coaching down the line, who knows what could happen. And seeing him finish this season – where he has he has spent so much. I mean, obviously his time at Syracuse in season number one, he wasn't able to finish the season. Season number two wasn't able to finish the season. Last season wasn't able to finish it, all due to injury. This time around, he comes back after being in the hospital with back spasms and plays in the game and has six touchdowns, three passing, three rushing. What does it show you about him? I mean, I've called him a dog since day zero. I know that he is going to get after it. He's going to try and hurdle at least one person a season. But when you see him come back the way he came back, Rob, what does that say to you as a former Syracuse player? Because damn it, if he doesn't represent, you know, all things good about chasing after your dreams, in my opinion. Uh, like I said, the first thing that comes to mind is tough. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, he got hurt his first three years there. He never finished the season. Uh, but this year, he battled through injury, um, and he's come back every time. And the, the kid is tough. And to do all of that, you have to actually be mentally tough um, because there could have been times where he just, he could have just checked out. He's like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm tired of getting hurt. And, you know, he could have, could have packed it in, but he didn't. Every time he gets injured, he comes back. It seems like he comes back better. So, um, you know, with with me, that's basically the way it was when, when I was there. Um, that's basically the way it was when I, when I watched circus football, you know, as a teenager, um, and the way it was after I left, there were just guys that were there that were just tough. And, uh, you know, we had to grind it out a lot. And he's, he's the epitome of that. He's a guy that just, you know, goes out and grinds it out, um, for, for four quarters. And, um, and <clears throat> many times we'll come out with a win. And when you see the team get to where they are right now, like you said, it's been a while to see the success of a team that's always going to be near and dear to your heart. You're always going to be a member of the brotherhood of this team. Just what you can say about, you know, these players, this senior class who's been through hell, just, you know, what some maybe words of wisdom or words of advice or just thoughts that you have about what you've seen on the field and, and the fact that some of these guys that have, have been going through such a tumultuous time at Syracuse can finally enjoy not only a bowl game, but what I think is going to be a hopeful, warm weather, very nice opportunity for them. It's it's great for them. Um, they can just uh, relish in all the joy that they actually, uh, the hard work that they put in um, for all these years uh, to finally put it together. Uh, you know, at this point, um, in their career to go out like this, you know, that's one of the things that I'm pretty sure that they're going to, they can go on from here on out and relish and, and take it in, 
you know, for the for the rest of their life. Uh, because when you're going through adversity, you know, your first few years um, of college football, and then you get a chance to put it all together and um, have a season like they've had. They were on the brink, you know, of beating Clemson down in Clemson, who is going to be playing most likely, probably, most likely for the national championship uh, again. Um, and the, another team, Notre Dame, even though – um, it seemed like the team was overmatched. Dungey got hurt, um, and who knows what would have happened if he was uh, if he didn't get hurt? Because we've seen how the team has performed uh, for four quarters, um, but unfortunately he got hurt early on. Um, so those guys that actually can can you know keep their head up, can look at everything over their whole career and see what hard work and perseverance is, is has is the epitome of, and that's what they did this year um and uh, i'm pretty sure that when these guys actually come back and start talking to um players who are younger than them and and seeing guys who actually have come through the program that's the biggest thing they can take away from the fact that the, they had that perseverance to go through uh the tough times uh, at the school and come out with a, with a season like this and their season actually brought a lot of people back together so um you know it's a great thing and they can they can enjoy that uh, for the rest of their life that coming from Syracuse wide receiver alum Rob Carpenter. Rob, as always, I appreciate you being a part of the show, and I appreciate your time and everything that you bring forward, your positivity and your kind words as always. So, yeah, you're always welcome here to be on the broadcast. We look forward to having you on soon, and I thank you for all the time that you, uh, you've you spent here. And, and once again, to shout it out again, I thank you for being the optimistic and not so much pessimistic as those voices need to be heard, and I'm happy to share those voices here on the show. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, Dan. We can do this anytime. All right, well, take care. Have a good day, and I'll talk with you. And and I may have to call you about about that uh, that fried turkey, that deep fried turkey that I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I like my house. I can't lose. I just I've, I've been in here like what two years, so I can't, can't give the house up yet, right? Uh, hey, trust me, you don't want to do that. Um, just make sure you don't try to put a frozen turkey in that grease, man. That could spell doom. <laughs> or, but, or you know, being being a, you know a card carrying Italian and Hispanic and potential Egyptian, as I found that my my family may have connected there with Italy. But being Hispanic and Italian and all the wonderful stereotypes that we get, maybe I do want to take a frozen turkey and put it in grease, but not at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just don't do it at your house. Yeah. You'll, you, you'll be all right after that. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Speaking here with Rob Carpenter. Thank you, Rob, as always. I'll talk to you soon. No problem, Dan. Talk to you soon, man.